Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'll be your host for today. Today's episode has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Dover Spouses Club. So joining me today is Isis. She is one of our winners of the MSEC's Call for the Arts. Isis, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Well, it is my pleasure, and I always love for my guests just to share a little bit about themselves before we dive into today's topic. So would you mind sharing with the listeners just a little bit about who you are and maybe some of the things that you like to do as a military-connected team? Oh, yes. Well, my name is Isis, and I'm 17. I live in Texas, and honestly, things that I could not live without doing is singing, dancing, drawing, (laughs) and acting. I have to say, you have some things in common with my daughter, who is almost 17. She is in drama and loves to draw as well. In fact, she's the lead set designer for her upcoming uh, drama play. uh, Period. Well, I'm so (laughs) proud of her. I know she's got so much. He does. So what production are you doing this year? I am right now, we're doing Where Words Once Were, and that's in our UIL school theater play. Okay, very cool. And do you, if you had to choose one, uh, acting or art, which one would you choose? Ooh. Oh, um, that's hard, because yeah. acting, it's like both of these are good outlets that I use to express myself, so I'd have to pick the acting. I know it's something about it. What do you like about acting? It's nice to see the world through someone else's eyes and how they would live their lives and how they would choose and do some of the things, what their morals are like. And then it also helps me watch and see what I do as an individual and then compare it to this character. And it's like, oh, well, I would have done this thing differently than how they would have done it. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. So. How would you say being a military-connected teen has contributed to your acting? Oh, I feel like it has definitely grounded me in the idea of change happens a lot. And so with always the moving around, it taught me to be more social, and it taught me to put myself out there. And so that's what I use for acting. Instead of always just sticking to myself, I was like, Isis, You got to go out there and make some friends, and this way you can get more opportunities of, oh, the teacher will see this quality in me and might cast me for this position. So that's probably how I would link the two together. That's really interesting, and I think something that you mentioned earlier kind of resonated with me, and that's the reason I asked the question, is you said part of the reason you enjoy acting is that you can sort of see life through the lens of someone else. And I think as a military kid that moves a lot, you have that chance to see what life is like through the lens, you know, of other people, other places, other cultures, just depending on where you're going to be stationed. So um, I think that would certainly contribute to being able to take that and bring it into your craft of acting. So, yeah, that's so cool. Thank you. So so speaking of craft and um, design and art, 
part of the reason you and I got connected was, as we shared at the beginning in the intro, you were one of the Call for the Arts winners for a piece that you did called Night and Day. Can you tell our listeners, for those that maybe haven't had a chance to see it yet, tell us a little bit about this piece. Yes, this piece was inspired by my best friend and I, and we met each other in third grade. And it was great. We instantly clicked. It was seriously a match made in heaven. She is literally the day to my night. Well, the inevitable happened. I had to move. We're both military kids. And so I moved to Virginia and she had moved to Texas. And then soon, thankfully, I had moved to Texas. And so now we're meeting up and we never lost touch with each other. Seriously, she could try everything. We, she can't lose me. And when we both met up in ninth grade high school now, and I came down to Texas and we're both living in Texas for, I would say maybe a year until sadly she had to move again since her family was stationed in Texas for four years. So sadly, yes, I had to depart with her again. And I was just like, it's always like we're chasing after each other to be in the same state together. And so drawing and painting this piece, I thought of how the day and the night always chase after each other. So I had one half painted as day and the other half painted as the night. And since my best friend and I, we love swings in my old house in New York, that's where we met each other. My tree in my backyard, we had swings and that's where we would hang out all the time. So I had a tree. I already knew that was going to be my centerpiece. And I had the tree in both sides, day and night, with the two girls sitting on the swings. I think that's a really neat visual to sort of describe friendship, separation, and the things that complement each other. So what about the tree, though, did you feel was so important to be part of your art piece? I felt like just trees... Not only does it accentuate our friendship, because that backyard tree of mine is seriously most of our memories, but Mother Nature itself is something that also brings my best friend and I together. And obviously this planet is what we live on. We want it to be safe. So when I drew the tree, I was like, I know that I want to also depict life in this tree and Trees is literally, we use it for everything. We use it for our papers. We use it for oxygen. It's seriously, we use trees all the time. And so I knew, I was like, I'm having a tree as my centerpiece because it depicts Natalie and myself, and it also depicts life. So that's why I knew I had to put a tree in there. Well, I think that's a great explanation, and it truly does symbolize the connection that you and Natalie have. Um, Listeners, If you have a chance, I'd encourage you to go on our website and take a look at it because it truly is a beautiful piece to celebrate. You're welcome to celebrate friendship. And for a lot of military-connected teens, ISIS, it can be a real challenge to make friends, to hang on to friendships just because of the transitionary life uh, that we live What would you say to other teens that maybe are listening to this podcast or, you know, just kind of struggling with getting connected? Um, What advice would you have for them? Oh, 
definitely to understand that it will be hard, especially when it comes to trying to put yourself out there to really go for it. I know that took me a while to not worry about what other people might think of me and try to make friends. And then also the realization of when you move, you might lose some friends as well. However, honestly, it's truly breathtaking to know like once you make that real bond, that real friendship, you have a sturdy friend, you won't lose them. And I promise you, once you meet that person, you won't have to worry about losing them because you guys will always be talking to each other. So my advice would be not to stress and go for it. Well, I think what you said, sometimes you have friends that are with you for a season. Sometimes you have uh, what we call in our family forever friends. Those are friends that you're going to, uh, that are going to be in your life no matter where you live, uh, whether it's on opposite sides of the country or opposite sides of the world, you're going to find a way to keep those connections up. So what are some of the things that you've done to maintain your connection with Natalie? Honestly, social media and cellular devices is literally is what runs our relationship, honestly. Seriously, we have Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, everything. We're always talking to each other on any of those outlets. Seriously, I don't know what we would be doing right now without social media. Well, we'd probably just call each other. (laughs) Well, you do remind me of my daughter for sure. Her best friend right now is in Germany. And so they set alarms for each other so that they can remember to get up and really uh, connect and talk to each other. I think it's about being intentional um, and being present with that relationship because like a tree, you know, you've got to water it, you've got to feed it in order for it to nurture it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in order to continue for it to grow, you really do have to invest in that. So, and that can be hard sometimes, particularly when, you don't see that person every every day. single day yes that was i do know it was a hard point for us because sometimes we'd go maybe a week or two weeks without talking to each other and yes that's always been hard sometimes even though i know nothing could ever come between us i always get that worry or that anxious feeling that maybe she's done with me or she doesn't want to talk to me anymore However, I always come back to the world and realize that that's nowhere near the case. So, yes, I do find that them setting the alarms, that is super adorable. That shows how much they want to take out their day and realize, like, yes, this is when we're both up at a good time to talk to each other. So that's really sweet. I might try to do that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so now how far do you and Natalie live apart? Oh, Natalie, now she's back in New York and I'm still in Texas. Okay, so an hour. We only have like the hour difference. So ours is as drastic as Germany. So how would you sum up life as a military kid? I would say, mm, that's a good question. I would say life as a military kid is getting used to change. Changing houses, changing schools, changing friends. Well, not changing friends, changing close friends. I feel like no matter what, even if I still don't talk as much as I do with the friends that I used to have in my early days, as 
well, living on this world, they're still my friends and nothing's ever going to stop us from being friends. However, I feel like my close circle has changed. Yeah. So how does that impact you when you feel like your close circle changes? It's good and it's bad at the same time. It's good because I'm letting in new people and I'm getting different outviews and different viewpoints of how they see the world and I can implement that to myself. And I always loved growing and expanding my knowledge on any sort of platform or any sort of basis. And then the bad parts is when I'm not as close to someone that we grew up practically together. But it's not like we're never going to not talk to each other anymore. But it's just the whole, we weren't as close as we were before. Well, and that can be hard sometimes because yeah. when you were younger, maybe you were super close with somebody and then you moved away or they moved away and then you reconnected at a new duty station or they returned and the relationships change or the dynamics different. Right. So Once we've well, grown, yeah. Exactly. You've grown, but maybe you don't have as much in common or something like that so how have you found ways to handle those particular situations honestly we've because yes people grow as they get older and they change a little bit but their core values don't change and honestly that's how people really make and truly make friends you guys normally have the same core beliefs and there's always those things that you two love or that you two hate and so I always go off of that. I know that they've grown up as an individual. However, their core values haven't changed. And that's how we never stop being friends. Do you think that you utilize art, like drawing, painting, drama, acting as a way to, do you use it as a way to connect with people? Do you use it as a coping strategy for life stress? Yes. Talk to me about that a little bit. It truly helps me release any sort of emotion that I'm having, whether it be happiness, anger, sad, seriously, any emotion. I feel like when I'm drawing, it's a way for me to put how I'm feeling onto tangible items. And once I've started, I run with it and it truly helps me release any sort of tension or any sort of sorrow that I'm feeling. That's why art has always been in my heart. And I always know that however I'm feeling, Art will always be there, and I can express it that way. I think that's a great strategy to utilize, particularly in today's world. And it's not easy being a grown-up. It's certainly not easy being a teen. Um, yeah. So finding these different ways of addressing life's challenges, whether it's uh, through acting, drawing, painting, I think that's such a great and healthy way to sort of maintain that sense of continuity for yourself and to help process all the feelings that you may be experiencing at that time. So what does the future hold for ISIS? I definitely 100% want to full-time be an actress. I'm already going through trying to find acting agencies and trying to find acting gigs. So I already know that is what I am going to do on this world. That's going to be my impact, and I'm going to continue with my business, selling my artwork out there. And honestly, I was super proud of my mom. She's my biggest supporter. I don't know where I would be without my mom. She helped me get this to fruition. 
Well, I think that is so cool. And for her to be able to have that ability to help you while still serving the military she is definitely there to help you to make those dreams come true for you and i think that's really cool so isis i really enjoyed chatting with you today and i cannot wait to see where your journey takes you next thank you for having me (laughs) we're going to include information about isis's artwork as well as her store in the show's notes You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. We'd like to thank again the Dover Spouses Club for their support of this episode. Until next time, live a great story.